I took a step back and was like, wait a second. I started my own business so I could have yeah. control of my life. And that means my day. Mm -hmm. And so I really spent a lot of time last Friday saying, what's the ideal day for me? Mm -hmm. And so I thought about like, how does my brain work? How does my body work? Like, line is really where you need to be. A platform that's really made for folks like you and me. You can find it all no matter what you seek. Whether you calling or you listening, tune in every week. Just like that, we are back in another episode of Line for Line. Very special guest in the building. This is our repeat. This is more so a follow-up than an episode. I have Nina in the building. Nina, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm actually hanging in there. Tell me a little bit about you. How are you feeling today? I'm good. Yeah. I had a great day. Yeah? I had a really good day. Tell me a yeah. little bit about it. Well, I... I'm lucky enough to be self-employed, so I run my own businesses, which is great. But it also, yeah, <laughs> it's not been easy. But um, I took a step back and was like, wait a second. I started my own business so I could have yeah. control of my life, and that means my day. Mm -hmm. And so I really spent a lot of time last Friday saying what's the ideal day for me mm -hmm. and so i thought about like how does my brain work how does my body work like what should i be doing when during a day yeah. and so i did that today and i had like a phenomenal day so i'm feeling really good <laughs> just tell us so people at home that don't that don't know just tell us a little bit about what it's like to wake up knowing that you don't have to go punch a clock or check in with anyone what does that feel like well i would say right now it's like 10 percent scary mm -hmm. oh no it's 10 percent scary because you know we're the ones that drive our revenue and money that puts food on the table but it's 90 percent like it feels peaceful mm -hmm. and it feels easy yeah. so it's a good feeling were you ever scared at any point when you did go to venture off into your own? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before, um, so my husband left his corporate job in 2015, mm -hmm. and he started working in our real estate investing business. And when I got home from my corporate job, I would work in that business, you know, nights and weekends and things like that. Then I left the corporate world in 2018. Oh, wow. That's so, fairly new. Yeah. So I left and joined my husband with the real estate investing during the daytime, but also started my own company, Boldly. And uh, Shout out to Boldly. Yeah, go Boldly. <laughs> but yeah, I was very scared. We had a, a very solid plan. Like, what does our money look like? If we don't make another dime, are we able to put food on the table? Because we have two little ones. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I would love to just be able to leave and not think about it and you know if worse comes to worse okay i'll have to go back and get another job mm -hmm. but i was like okay but we can't fail because we have two babies at home yeah so yeah we had like a big plan like if something happens what does it look like so we had a spreadsheet very detailed about where is our money at what yeah. where is it going what's happening with it if we don't make another dime so we had that like planned out to a t and then Thank goodness we did make money in our businesses. Yeah. And at some point in this past year, both my husband and I got to a point where we're like, because I, I think we've always kind of been like, okay, if something doesn't go right, if something bad happens, I, yeah, one of us will have to go back and get another job. And something has shifted yeah. in this past year where we're like, 
we could never go back. Mm-hmm. We There's just like a mental shift where we're like, yeah, it's just not an option anymore. Are so. you a believer in God? Um, I am in something bigger. I don't know that I would call it God, mm-hmm. I but I do think there is something way bigger than us and um, that it plays a role. I also kind of feel that whatever is bigger than us is just in us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I catch myself playing very small. So I have to remember it like, wait, God is in all of us and we can play really big. Yeah, so Yeah. I just feel like we all have that higher calling and just like you said, something out there that's higher that guides us to doing what it is that we want and being who it is that we want to be. Yes. And from what you're telling me, it really sounds like you were like attracted to that light of following your footsteps and being yes. who you were destined to be. Yes. Well, you know, I think the test is asking yourself if money weren't a factor, which mm. obviously it is when you become an adult, <laughs> but if money weren't a factor, if time weren't a factor, like what would I be? And a lot of times that's what you wanted to probably be when you were little or mm-hmm. what you were attracted to when you were little because none of these influences were in the way yeah so sorry so for me i was not attracted to real estate but i didn't even know what real estate was until we started in it and i was like that sounds like a good idea but uh yeah i just knew i wanted to be the boss so since i was little when i would play like imaginary play i would play the boss Mm -hmm. (laughs) of any business so I knew I had to be my kind of own leader and be on my own. So, yeah. Now, people who have those ideas, what would be your best piece of advice for them when they have an idea that they tell the world, this idea is going to come into fruition? I put a lot of time and power into it. I think it's going to be something. But then you have people telling you, oh, no, it's not going to be anything. Don't do that. Like, what would be your best piece of advice for that? Well... I'd say the two things that I would suggest is ask yourself, what's the worst case scenario? So a lot of times when we want to do something that's like emotionally empowering, like start your own business or you're inspired by something and you want to go chase it, we are also like met with resistance and feeling scared. And I think someone has to bring themselves to a logical place and say, okay, so what if? Mm-hmm. What if I try to start my own business and it doesn't work? Oh. And what people do is in their brains, they're like, oh my gosh, I would lose everything. But the reality is you would probably just have to go get a job, mm-hmm. right? Like you'd have to go work for somebody else. So I think when when you get into that space of like, I want to go do something big, you have to think like, okay, what would be the worst case scenario and get yourself to a logical place. Realize it's, if it's the worst thing would happen, it's really not that bad. Yeah. And you should go do it. The second piece of advice I would give is have a plan. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's great to be inspired, but I think even really, really successful business people could be even better if they had a plan, if they like knew what am I working for? Is that inspiring? Does that get me excited and scared all yeah. at the same time? And then say, how do I work backwards and make that plan like a reality? Like I'm working on the right stuff today to yes. get me where I need to be in five or 10 years. Yes. I will say this though. This is all because of you. Like to be honest, Ooh. we had the first conversation. You literally had me ready to go to my job the next day. <laughs> I so, said, you know what, guys? I quit. I put it by two weeks or whatever like that. 
But obviously, any confident person would have just go the next day off of a conversation and say, oh, yeah, I'm done. But it was just like baby steps since that conversation. Like when we were talking, like literally the hairs were standing up on the back of my neck. I was was just telling someone today, I was like, I can't wait for part two because she like spoke so much life into me. The first conversation. And then it's like now I'm just still taking all of the right steps to Yes. Assure that I can leave that nine to five behind. And it comes with a solid plan yeah. and a well thought out plan as yeah. well, too. Yeah. And me, I've never been the type of person that has been scared to take a leap of faith. There's been times where I've moved the city just like just packed up and moved, not yeah. knowing what was ahead of yeah. me. Just So you're okay with change, yes, which ma'am. is awesome. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And I also yeah. have like two degrees as well too, to Ooh, fall back on just in case like right. what I have doesn't work out. But I'm. I kind of feel like what I have is going to work out just because how determined yeah. I am with it and like the love and passion that I have for this. So I just feel like it will work just off of those strengths alone. Oh my gosh, it will. And you know, let's say that you give it a shot. Like you're like, I gave it my best shot. At least in your lifetime, you can say you gave it your best shot. Like you went out and tried it. There's a lot of people out there that have really big dreams and passions and are inspired by things and they will never go try. And, and it's like, like, oh my gosh, go live your life. Go exactly. try something new. So, But I think as people, we're just trained to feel that we have to work for the machine to be successful. And, yeah. And I'm not it's saying... It's hard not to. Exactly. And it's I'm not saying not school to. is bad or anything like that, but I feel like school trains you to be that way as well too, as opposed to being that independent thinker as well too. Yeah. I feel like it's like scissors with paper, how they cut it out. I feel like they try to cut each person out individually without yeah. necessarily giving them like the resources or the options to yeah. see what it is that they're into, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I th- when I was in the corporate world, um, I found wonderful success and I was never afraid to ask for the promotion, the title, the money. Um, I got a piece of advice from my dad which was usually if you ask, you have probably a 99% chance of hearing yes, but most people just don't ask. And he had learned that from a friend of his who was a multi, multi, multi millionaire. And my dad was like, you know, I've lived my life scared, but what I learned from my friend who's very wealthy is you got to ask. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think, I, I don't know, I just think you got to go for it. <laughs> questions. You got to sit back and think, who are the right people I need to go to? People want to help other people. Yeah. But yeah, I think, um, I think here's the problem is that you go, you know, you're maybe get done with high school. And first off, we don't learn about a lot of things. We don't Mm -hmm. learn about a lot of careers. You're kind of taught like, well, the next step is college or and it, there's just a blank. Mm-hmm. We're not learning about the trades, which are really important. Why and did you say that? By crazy. the way, hi, very high paying jobs. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, if I could go back, I'd be a plumber. I'd yeah. be a millionaire if I could be a plumber. They need coding <laughs> and trading trades in schools, but they yeah. took it out, you know, like right, a right. PVC technician. All, you know how much money these people like that are making as yeah. well, too? Welders yeah. as well, too. Like, oh, yes. my gosh. Yes. Welders make a, a yeah. amount. So I think, you know, you, you get done with high school and you're like, if... If college isn't the right path for you, 
or it's unaffordable or whatever it is, you don't necessarily learn about these other options that could be really great, whether that's entrepreneurship or in the trades or whatever. So I think a lot of people, you just get into a job, any job, because Mm -hmm. you have to and have to be able to afford yourself. But then you kind of get trapped, right? You get like stuck, like, well, how am I, you know, five years later, well, how am I supposed to go start something new now? How am I supposed to go figure that out? And you have obligations and bills to pay and you can't just go wing it and figure it out anymore. So that takes me back to not being a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, (laughs) but it just takes me back to it being designed that way, you know? I yeah. I was telling um Tony actually, I was telling him we were having oh, a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We we me and his episode just dropped today. So if you haven't listened to that or watched it, go watch it today. But I was telling him, it just seems like people with these shiny billion dollar companies, obviously, they're only gonna want their family, friends, whoever to work there, you know? And then with the the rest of the world, they get blinded by let's say media, you know, especially hmm. people who come from areas where I come from. The media that we see on the news, or not even the news, it's just rap videos, movies, and everything like that. Things that like keep our attention away from the greater goal, you know. Because right. of course, when or even s- knowing yourself, like knowing exactly. what you're interested in. If you're not, you know, like we were just talking about, you don't really learn about a lot of different careers, nope. so you don't know. You're not exposed. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. Like for real estate. I did not even know what the words meant before probably eight years ago. And people would say, like, I'm a real estate agent or I'm a real estate investor. I'd be like, I don't know. uh Uh-huh. Okay. I really did not know that they were talking about property. And that blows my mind because I think, man, I would have been a great real estate agent. I would have been so good at it. Like, had I known about it when I was 18, that might have been a path for me. Exactly. Same with um, an attorney. Or psychologists, like I could have seen myself going down any of those paths. I didn't know much about them. Exactly. Now that I know who I am and my strengths and what I like to do, mm-hmm. now I'm like, mm, those. I mean, I'm in a real, real estate now, but yeah. for the other ones, I'm like, yeah, I could have had a very different life. Exactly. So, Especially on the young, impressionable mind. Like, I'll just take it back to my particular situation. Mm-hmm. All I grew up knowing was like playing ball or being the next rapper. I didn't know about being being the next investor, you know, yeah. being the next Jeff Bezos, or I don't know if I should say his name, but just like being the, just, someone, yeah, someone like just that. Being yeah. like the next yeah. great thing, you know, I just used to these shiny trinkets that, that I like to call yeah. them like, oh, I need to get this million dollar contract and get my mom out of the hood or yeah. whatever the case may be. I didn't grow up with options yeah. and a, or a variety, I yeah. would say. I mean, like when I look at my parents... My dad, well, my mom's family, all it's a line of very strong, intelligent women. Mm-hmm. So like my great grandma was valedictorian of her high school and she went to college and was valedictorian of her college. What? So it's like there's this whole line of women that somehow knew about education or mm-hmm. found a way to to go to school and get advanced degrees. That was, it's not, I don't think that's normal but mm-hmm. somehow that was my mom's side of the family <laughs> oh my you know God. like historically that wasn't <laughs> the norm but my mom's family that was the expectation like you graduate from high school so what yeah you graduate from college so what you better have 
more degrees and you better contribute in really meaningful ways to this world. And they do. Mm-hmm. My dad's, um, my dad told me that, you know, his goal after high school was I, I'm going to work at, uh, my grandpa was a union leader at American Motors. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, well, that was my plan. I was either going to go to the Vietnam War or I was going to work at American Motors. And for his, for him, he just wasn't exposed to the idea of college, and he went by mistake. Oh, <laughs> he really? had a friend. <laughs> he had a friend that said, oh, I go to UW Oshkosh, and it's so fun. It's really cool. We get to party. And so my dad was like, cool. Sign me up. I'm going to go there. Yeah. Like, And so he went, and it was kind <laughs> of by mistake, right? It wasn't a plan. and But so I think when my dad went to college – he saw all these other people that were not like the people that he had known his whole life. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, my gosh, there's like a whole other world out here. And so, you know, I think the combination then of he and my mom, they were like, you you have the expectation of achieving or accomplishing these things mm-hmm. like we we do not want you to settle for less than that so that was good because i only knew those expectations yeah, growing up so good. i'm really grateful to them that i had that push because not everybody has that push at all and that's what i fight for with my platform to be able to show people different yeah. things and different people who who can speak life into them like you did for me like let's, seriously like I know I can't be the only person who got life from conversations from oh, you, you know, so you. just imagine how many other people can as well, too. But um, what are some new endeavors that you are in nowadays? Yeah. So, um, well, so like I mentioned, we have two businesses. First is real estate investing. The second is Boldly & Co. So Boldly & Co. is focused on peak productivity. Mm-hmm. When I was in the corporate world, I loved and was really good at lifting up my team at like maximizing them. Like how do I bring out your superpowers and make sure that you are working on the things you want to work on, that you're getting paid what you, you know, deserve, Mm -hmm. not just what the physician says, like just really, I don't know, lifting everybody to their peak. And so that's what Boldly is about is teaching other companies and people like, how do I get you to operate at your peak or your team at your peak and to do it in a really good, healthy, mentally healthy, physically healthy way. Now, one quick question before you go, I'm sorry to cut you off. What would you say was the reason that people weren't operating at their peak before you got to them? Like, what's usually that setback or holdback? Well, I could give about... 30 reasons, oh. but the I'd say the primary reason or reasons are they don't feel seen and heard. Mm-hmm. Like they feel like a number. They're not really valued by their leader or by the company. And so to me, that I was like, that is my job to make every person feel really important and make sure that they know that I see them Mm -hmm. and that I'm here to help them get to where they want to be. So I would, we kind of had a culture on my team, which was like, you don't have to want to be here in five years. You know, and someone's like, where do you want to be in five years? And you're Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I'm supposed to stay here (laughs) at this company. And that's a lie. You're like, no, I want to go be doing other stuff. We had this really open culture that was, they could say like, I don't want to be here. I want to be doing A, B, and C. I'd be like, great. What are the skills you need for that? Mm 
Mm-hmm. And now we have to blend what you do here and what you want to do. And let's make you like the best that you can be. So that's that when awesome. you leave here, the result would be they'd go, I don't want to leave here because now I feel seen yeah. and heard. So it was like a great result that I didn't know that that was exact. That wasn't my plan. It was just <laughs> like, oh, I saw that was a result. So yeah, yeah being seen and heard and um, helping people take their goals and make them a reality. We never focused on weaknesses. It wasn't like, oh, you need to work on all these things are terrible at that you hate. No, it was like, what do you love? What do you enjoy? What do you want to do more of? What have you not been given a chance to do? And you're like fighting your way to do it. And okay, great. We're going to make that happen. So yeah, I felt like I was kind of like a scrappy leader. (laughs) It's like, yeah, so... You're funny. You're funny. <laughs> so yeah, we were talking about endeavors and what you got. Oh going. yes, yes, yes. So for boldly, our biggest thing is that we've started to um, think a little bit bigger. And before we used to always serve our clients ourselves. So we would go out to companies and we would be like, we're the trainer, we're teaching you all the material, we're showing you how to use the tools, we're holding you accountable. Now we're licensing our materials to other coaches in coaching companies. And we're like, we will train you and you have your own client base. You go you know, get the clients, you go figure that out and show, you know, decide how you're going to teach the information. So that's so cool. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of business coaches that, um, they have the clientele, but they don't have the content. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, don't worry. I spent three years creating, you know, four years creating content and making it right. So let me show it to you. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go spend four years on it. So that's been, um, That's been good. I do not like sales. No? So for me going out and having to pitch client after client after client, that's not my forte. And Mm -hmm. it like, I don't know, my like spirit shrinks when I have to think about like, I've got to make this sale. I don't like that. So I think of myself like an educator. So I was like, okay, that's my end goal. I want to be an educator. So I will teach other business coaches how to do this and they can go run with it. So look at you. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so that's been a new thing and so that's exciting. With real estate, um, so we have uh several long term rentals, meaning, you know, like somebody has like a year lease and we're gonna probably hold the property for 10, 15, 30 years, something like that. Um, you know, we do flips, we do all that kind of stuff. But the most recent thing that we got into was, um, yeah, (laughs) was uh, short-term rentals, which is like when you rent a home on Airbnb or VRBO. Mm -hmm. So we just bought a property in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Yes. (laughs) And um, yeah, so that's really exciting because with that property... What it means, if my financial models and forecasts are correct, is that by the summer, we would have the option to retire. Not that we would, oh, but wow. having that has been our goal. Day one, since we got into real estate, which was like 2014, 15, I said, I want to retire by the time I'm 40. I just want the option. Like I think I'll probably work harder, but the idea of having to work and churn and have this pressure to like make money to make our little world go round for our family. 
It is a lot. And mm-hmm. I feel like it, uh, I don't know what the right word is, maybe like dampens. It like dampens my creativity. It dampens my peace, right? Like for anybody, like you're just like, I just got to show up. I got to make more money every day, right? And you feel like you're just on this hamster wheel. No one like, wants to live like that. No. And to your point earlier, like it feels like this is like a system. Like you just, you get stuck working and working and working and you're like not living your life. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was the point that I was at when we started in real estate. Like I was like, I need a way out because this, I'm just showing up to work and I'm performing, but I'm not joyful. Mm-hmm. I'm not peaceful. I'm mad all the time. I'm stressed. <laughs> I hate the world. You know, like you come I think too, we also had little kids at the time. So, I mean, our kids now are seven and 10, but at the time they were three months old and three years old. Yeah. And you come home and you're like, oh my gosh, they're only going to be up for another hour. Like I got an hour of my day with my, my babies that mean that I say I'm doing this for. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't seem right. Like, you know, so it just makes you question those things. And so, yeah, so the goal is to be optionally retired by this summer. And if we can do that, that will really feel amazing. I actually think that will, that will lead to us doing even more because I think we'll have the confidence to do bigger things. Yes, so, ma'am. I believe yeah. in you. Just like I said, you speak life to me. So I feel like <laughs> I believe everything you'll say. I feel like if you said the sky was orange, I'm like, the sky is it orange, is. God it darn is it. Today. <laughs> <laughs> now, as we get ready to close out a phenomenal episode, what would be like the best piece of advice that you could give to a young and up and coming entrepreneur like myself? Oh, the best advice. Okay, this is v- very logical advice. I wish it was were inspiring. Let but me get my pen and paper. No, I'm joking. <laughs> the best advice that I can give, and this is the number one reason why, like this past year, I probably coached well over 120 entrepreneurs throughout the year. The number one thing that stops a person from leaving their job is not knowing where their money's at. So someone will say, how do I know when I can leave my job? Like, how do I know that I'm right? I'm too scared. And so those are, those are all really emotional things, as mm-hmm. they should be. However, what a lot of people don't know is what are they spending their money on every month? So for example, someone might go, I make $5,000 a month after taxes. That's what I bring home. And they're like, I spent $5,000 a month, but do you? Do you spend more than that? Do you actually need to spend less than that? Because what I see a lot of people do is they'll really start scrutinizing their money and they'll go, guess what? If I were smart every single month and really thoughtful about my money, I could get away with $3,000 a month. Okay, so then I'm going to be saving that extra money and I'm going to have a year's worth of money saved up, you know, in the next 18 months or whatever it would be. So that in 18 months, I can leave my job and I could survive for 12 months if I didn't make another dime. So it's getting this emotional decision to leave to be like, I've got to make it really logical. And the number one hindrance is money. So know your money and know 
how to be disciplined about it so that you can go pursue your dream. Yeah, look at those goosebumps are back. Those goosebumps are back. With that being said, young lady, I greatly appreciate you coming and giving us more gems on top of gems and coming to Line for Line. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. You calling or you listening, tune in every week. Line for Line. Oh, yeah, I'm going Line for Line.